Welcome to Beyond Dieting. We're two friends on a mission to disrupt the insanity of diet culture and replace it with something positive, life-affirming, and effective. We are talking to you if you, like us, have felt like a poster child for diet failure, or that diets work for other people, just not you, or like you just can't stick to anything, or this would work if only you were disciplined enough, blah, blah, blah. If that's you, then we are here to tell you that the problem is not you. The problem is dieting. As life coaches, empty nesters, busy entrepreneurs, and menopausal women, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness, but we do know what has worked for us and other women in our programs. What's abundantly clear to us is that there is no silver bullet diet or exercise regimen, period, full stop, and we've tried a lot of them. Stick with us as we explore a variety of doable and motivational ways you can free yourself from a lifetime of yo-yo dieting. It is possible to live a healthier, saner, and more fulfilling life you enjoy. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. In this episode of Beyond Dieting, we talk about how the bathroom scale and our weight measurement should not be our only measurement of success with our bodies. What success means to you with respect to your body image and self-image should be unique to you and encompass more than a silly number on a scale. So when you haven't defined what body image success is for yourself, beyond a number on a scale, you can't see all the other victories that may be taking place in your life. And when you decide for yourself what success looks like, then you will A, feel good and celebrate your wins when they happen, and B, you won't be so hyper-focused on that darn scale, which can be a fickle friend. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, because the scale and your dress size are, they're not the only ways to measure success. It's like, we often think they are because that's what society has filled us with the idea of what success is. It, you know, I think as women, we've allowed everyone else's vision of ideal or right to become our own personal standard. And I am not shaped like Lee or my almost six foot daughter or so many other people that I know, but we all are going to be held to this ideal or rightness, right? And so when that committee that's in our head, you know, we often refer to it and, and hear people refer to it as this like shitty committee, it really can get stuck, like in comparing yourself to other people and just feeling not good enough. Like I know I can just really sink into that not feeling good not feeling good enough, not being right enough, because the ideal that the diet industry has imposed on us is truthfully not attainable for most women. And so that idea of not good enough gets internalized and it spreads to so many other areas of our lives. Right. I mean, I'm glad you brought up this impossible standard that is foisted on us that we have to be a certain weight ratio, have to have a, you know, hip to waist ratio of a certain type. You know, we're just, 
fundamentally built differently <laughs> and um, with different medical conditions, like this, this idea that you're not good enough if you don't meet this very exacting uh, way a woman is supposed to look in our society is so harmful and damaging to young children, to girls. And then you grow up having internalized that and a lot of stuff happens beyond your actual relationship to your body. When you don't feel good enough on any level about anything, it spreads, it spreads. Um, and, you know, you, it spreads to your ability to negotiate for yourself for like a salary or the right pricing in your business. So you don't make enough money <laughs> to support yourself or what you really want because you've got this underlying feeling of not good enough. I, yeah, Lee. And I think I'd like, I want it to be really clear. Like that's the mission behind beyond dieting, right? It's not because we want to come up with a way to help you fit this ideal. Like, oh, you've tried all these other diets. Oh, you've like exercised till you have shin splints and tennis elbow or, you know, whatever ailment you're suffering from. It's because when you walk around with these feelings, it's insidious how they seep into all the other areas of your life mm -hmm. that trying to reach this unattainable thing and not getting there puts you in this cycle of like having failed, you know, having not met something, having not doing something right. Um, having thinking like, I'm so smart in so many areas of my life. How come I can't figure this out? And you can't figure it out because it's just wrong. Like it's not attainable. It's not something that we're all supposed to figure out and look like. Exactly. We're not supposed to look like that. You know, we're supposed to look the way we look. And if, if we do have some goals, like I think I'm carrying some extra weight, I would just rather not carry this extra weight. You can work on that. But the idea that you're supposed to look a certain way, reach a certain, even a BMI, I think those are often off. And um, saying something about you that isn't necessarily true when they label like, here's where you're a healthy weight, here's where you're underweight, here's where you're a little overweight, here's where you're obese. I don't think it's true for everybody. I think some people can have a BMI that's just their own, and it's not necessarily harming their health. So we get all these definitions of what is right uh, from a body image perspective. And it's harmful when it's literally impossible for most people to reach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I liked what you were saying at the beginning. It's that we really have to um, work to define for ourselves what success and body image and body acceptance and self acceptance looks like you know, and not let somebody else define that for us, because that holds us back from, you know, making that money that we want to make, you know, following our own dreams, like all your energy is spent up worrying about this instead of like, oh, what are things, some really cool things that I want to do in my life? You know, like you just, you're not advocating for yourself and you're not getting your genius out in the world when all you're doing is trying to, to match up to somebody else's idea of what, um, what you should look like and how you should put yourself in the world. And when we hold on to those beliefs that, you know, we just aren't good enough or smart enough or motivated enough to accomplish this goal of the perfectly, you know, outfitted sized woman, female body in today's world, you know, it's damaging to us. 
And, and Leah, I know that you guys accomplish hard stuff all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> think of any woman that you know, and like, I just sit in amazement at, you know, my friends and business colleagues of everything that they get done while being a woman and having all of this other stuff that they're trying to handle. But culture does not want us to celebrate those, right? They, they're like, oh no, keep listening to that crap that your brain is telling you and keep trying to hit this goal because um, it keeps us looking at what we do wrong rather than what we do right. Like we want you to start celebrating the things that you do right. And I think when you start to do that, you'll see, I do do a whole bunch of things that show that I'm like organized and disciplined and an achiever, you know, and that I have successes that are out there, even if they might not hit what, what society is telling me to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Mimi. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I do think there are good things that come out of in a roundabout way, having tried for me, having tried all of these different diets and all these different eating plans and all of these different, like trying to count macros and do things right. Is that, um, it's not the idea that it's like, oh, I can stick with it. And I had success to me. It just means like, I'm staying open. I'm staying curious. Um, I'm like, I'm willing to do it. I'm participating in it. And, um, and I'm learning from everything that I've done. Right. I don't believe any of them were, I mean, it's, we joke sometimes Lee and I do, and we think about all of the crazy diets in our lifetime that have existed and been out there. And I'm like, Oh, well, that just taught me what, what I shouldn't do. And what I <laughs> how many cans of slim fast am I going to buy? Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah, I like what Mimi is saying because I think when I, you know, I know so many women, I mean, most women struggle with this and then you see what else they do in their lives. Um, like you guys have commitment and drive and hope and energy that you pour into diets over and over again. But even if the diet isn't working for you. And I'm going to say, it's not you. If the problem is the diet, uh, it's not you and something you're doing wrong. You know, you're actually showing a lot of positive traits and qualities and um, stellar things about your character. When you try diet after diet, after diet, it shows that you're, you, you're a learner. You're going to do what it takes because you you're convinced that that this next diet is the thing. So you pour all your genius into that. And the thing that's failing is not you. The thing that's failing is the diet and a yo-yo diet cycle. That's what's failing you. You're not failing. We really want to be abundantly clear on that. So we know you already have a lot of hidden non-scale successes that possibly you aren't celebrating and giving yourself credit for, like Mimi was saying. So let's talk about some of your current goals. Let's think about where you are now. If you weren't talking about a number on the scale or a dress size, what body image, self-image, and self-care achievements might define success for you now? Mimi, um, I'm trying to think of what would that would be for me, but do you does something come to mind for you? Yeah, and I can tell you what it isn't. And it's not like when you said like dress size, I, I can so remember Lee and I were roommates way back in our just out of college 
um, fun loving twenties. And I can remember, you know, I forget what diet we were on and exercising. We were jogging. I was, we were trying it all as group as we were going to the gym, you know, at some crazy hours in the morning, in the dark, in the snow. And I was like, I just know that if I keep this up, I can get down to a size four. I was like, I just had this goal. It's like, that's going to be me. And I was like, I don't know why when I was an athlete, you know, like all of this, like in my youth, even though now I look, think about that young woman, but I can just so clearly remember having that thought, I'm just, I'm going to get down to a size four and I got down to a size four dress. And let me tell you, I wore that thing out. (laughs) I I loved that dress. like white with a little black pattern on it. And it had a big belted area that came in at the West, at my waist, it just highlighted my curves perfectly. I can remember it. I had, I, I, had, too. I had another linen one too. Yeah. I, I can see them so clearly in my mind. And it was all about the dress size. So I was like, Phew. like I made it, I was miserable. I was eating terribly, you know, all the rest of my body was falling apart, but by God, I was down into that those two dresses and feeling good. So yeah, it's, it's always kind of a mixed bag, which is the point we're trying to make, you know, diets in and of themselves studies show don't work long-term. However, you do learn some things. What, you know, Mimi and I were doing that 5 a.m. morning routine with another friend, our friend Annie, um, getting getting ourselves to that gym every single day. And I'm so proud of us for doing that. Like that, I always look at that particular moment in my my own history as a success because it showed me that when you do things in community, that it brings success. Yeah. And, you know, if we had been done it because this is, you know, this is going to give us great cardiovascular health. This is going (laughs) to allow us to enjoy hiking in Vermont more. You know, like if if we had focused on all of those reasons, it probably would have been sustainable, right? But it's not sustainable when it's like, I'm going to this gym and it, it was like a form of punishment almost instead of like, Hey, let's go get strong. So we can hike this leg of the Appalachian tree, you know, like make it a goal that's worthy of that effort and not just, yeah, just pain. But that was like the knots to do. There are some real, you know, non-scale successes that, you know, either we've experienced or we have friends that have experienced or, you know, people that have been in our programs have told us. And if you can start to celebrate these and build your own list of non-scale successes, what does that look like? What will it feel like when you reach these successes? It starts to change your mindset. You know, like I was saying, like if in those twenties, we had switched what our idea of success was, it would have made that process more enjoyable. And back in the day, we didn't have cell phones. So we couldn't text each other and say, oh, I'm not going to be there today because you had to show up because the rest of the group was all going to be there. Yeah, you were literally leaving somebody shivering on a cold, (laughs) windy Boston street at 5 a.m. if you didn't show. So it was... Yeah, so um, some of these non-scale successes, let me jump into those. One is like, just finding creating a million dollar outfit out of your closet that makes you feel happy when you look in the mirror. I love this exercise. We've done it in several different programs and workshops before, you know, just finding something that you already own 
that exists. Maybe you have to put some things together in different ways that you haven't before, but just like, oh, that's a, that's a success that leads you to want to keep moving forward. Yeah, because when you can find clothes now, whatever body shape and size you are, put some effort into finding clothes right now, even if you have to go buy some something cheap or, you know, go get a new outfit, find something that feels like a million dollar outfit to you. It doesn't have to cost a million dollars, but something that makes you feel like a million dollars is a great way to boost your sense of confidence and your sense of self. Yeah. And sometimes for me, it's like that item that I've reserved for special occasions, like that one blazer that's like for a big night out or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just wear that to go to the grocery store to grab a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really elevates the experience and it elevates how you feel while you're doing Absolutely. Something. Yeah. Dress uh, yourself every day in a way that makes you feel good about yourself. I know. I was just talking about that to my daughter the other day. She put them on my sweaters and she goes, oh my gosh. She goes, do you really want to keep this sweater? And I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact. And she goes, why does it feel so good? And I was like, cause I like splurged and bought myself an indulgent sweater and it does like having something on just makes you feel like a million bucks. Um, Another, another good non-scale victory for me is um, when I'm stressed or I had a bad moment or I had a bad phone call and I'm walking down the street and I was like, Oh, you know, it would make me feel better if I just dip into this bakery and get me some, a little (laughs) treat, or if I stop into the ice cream parlor, we have the cutest ice cream parlor in town that is literally called the ice cream parlor. I was like, if I stop in there and get, they have a, um, coffee flavored stuff. I can't remember the name heavenly, right? Which if what I want to do is go out and have a treat, that's fine. But what if I, if what I'm doing is trying to feed the pain or feed the frustration or just buffer with it, I know that when, when I finish that ice cream, I'm going to feel bad. So the non-scale victory is like, I'm going to find a different way to address this frustration, this pain, this anger, then sliding into the ice cream parlor that's only going to make me feel worse later. That's a huge victory, Mimi. And yeah, so it's not about restricting your food because if you say to yourself with intention, you know, I'm just going to go get some ice cream today. Totally fine. Totally fine. Oh, my favorite activity is to walk to the ice cream parlor with my grandchildren down. Like, let's go. Yeah, but just not if you have a moment where you resist the urge to buffer your feelings, um, then that's, that's a victory. Absolutely. One for me has, um, because, you know, I'm five foot two and shrinking as I age (laughs) and um, it's already hard. Like my lens and the way I, my body is just because I'm five foot two means it's already a little harder for me to cross my legs because there's just not the same length. Uh, that's in maybe another woman's legs. And then you add a little weight to the body and it's much more uncomfortable to cross my legs. And so if I get to a point, whether it's through working out or um, just taking care of myself where I can cross my legs comfortably, maybe the scale hasn't moved at all, but maybe, you know, just like I said, from doing enough yoga or whatever. Yeah, mobility. Legs comfortably. Yeah. Mobility in your hips is a big thing. Yeah, exactly. You make me want to cross my legs right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just a comfortable way for me to sit. So when it's even more comfortable, uh, that's a victory for me. 
Um, being able to walk two miles or more as opposed to walking one mile and feeling like I could go further, like not getting winded and just feeling like, oh, that was, that was a breeze. Um, that's a victory. Yeah, I think so. I think watching your endurance grow as you walk is so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's not something somebody that looks at you can necessarily say like that's your own your own internal thing and it isn't like oh, I'm gonna run a marathon at some point in my life I can remember when that was like this goal that I would set every year and I was like I don't run at all so I don't <laughs> like thinking that I have to run a marathon this year it needs to be a goal for me yeah, so, right. um, you know but I felt like oh that's just something that I should do and people all you know I've got all my friends are all out running a marathon and that um you know, like I want to fit in with them, be one of the crowd. And I was like, it's just not, it's just not for me. Yeah. And you know what boosts your self-image and body image is some serious self-care. Like a lot of what we teach in our programs, whether it's a business program or a beyond diet program or a getting over divorce program, it's all about the self-care. Um, your self-image and self-confidence will shoot skyward when you take really radically good care of yourself. And so, um, and when you take better care of yourself, you wake up in a better mood, you're starting the day on the right foot. That's a victory because if before, before all that self-care, uh, you were just dragging yourself out of bed, like, oh, another day. Um, that's a terrible way to start the day. I mean, it happens, it's okay, don't feel bad or, you know, she, you know, put, hey, my words are, you know, put shame on yourself for waking up on the wrong side of the bed. But when you consistently start waking up in a better mood and just, you know, kind of hopping out of bed, that just feels great. That's a victory. Yeah, it is. And then one of my goals um, last year was to drink more water. Like I just felt, I felt better. Um, my body felt more energized. My skin has dramatically improved and I actually slept better. Yeah, like I can tell like on the days, of course, my kids will say, um, anytime they complain about anything, I'm like, are you dehydrated? <laughs> Dehydration <laughs> was like the devil in every ailment, you mm -hmm. know, but being able to, to consistently consume enough water, because often you just get busy, you know, like, oh, I forget to drink water. I don't have any handy, but those are like, that's a super small thing that you can do. And start to get that, um, those success wins, right? Like all I have to do is increase my amount of, and people will say like, oh, you need to drink a gallon of water a day. You need to drink this. Like you get to decide what a little bit more is. So mm -hmm. like, if I woke up tomorrow and said, my goal is to drink, um, a gallon of water a day. And that my expectation was I would be a hundred percent, you know, consistent with that from day one, I would fail. And I would stop trying to drink water. And instead, yeah. it's like all of these things. It's like, I'm just going to try to drink a little more water tomorrow than I drank today. And the yeah. next day, I'm going to try to drink a little more water than I did today. And the next day, I'll totally forget. And I won't drink any water. But it's like, <laughs> you keep coming back to it and just trying each day to do it a little bit better than you did the day before. And Mimi, I have to say, you have aced the water exam because I can attest that Mimi has been working on this and she's... Uh -huh diligent about carrying her water bottle with her everywhere. She's got like a big 64 ounce or I don't know how many ounces, but it's a big container and she's diligent about it. Yeah. Because I can feel it. I can, you know, it's for me. It's like how I feel about 
you know, how I feel about myself, one, to do it. That's a win. So it makes me feel like I can do stuff. I can drink water for heaven's sake. Water. <laughs> you know, but it does, it does just make me feel better physically. Yeah. For me, a big one is getting myself to bed an hour earlier. There are studies that show that if you are focused on body shape and size, um, one thing that's going to help you is a more consistent sleep routine and getting enough sleep. And so for me, my big bugaboo is trying to get myself to bed earlier so that I, A, I can get enough sleep and then I can get up a little earlier in the morning to have a better morning routine. So that's been a bugaboo I've been working on for years. And, I, you know, lately I'm, I'm killing it. I'm doing a really good job at it, but it took some time. And if I had started to judge myself and it was tempting to try to judge myself, um, but if I had just said, oh, this is hopeless. I'm just going to be a night owl. I'm a night owl and I'm sticking to it. I'm firm in it. Um, you know, and then defending why it's good to be a night owl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just kept at it. I just kept chipping away. And when I kind of, you know, fell off the wagon with it, I would just get myself back on without too much judgment. Yeah. And I just want to circle around to the reason we're having this conversation, you know, and why we're talking about all these kind of seemingly random things is we want you to find out for you what your non-scale successes are. What are mm -hmm. some things that you want to accomplish? And if what you want to accomplish is, you know, massive weight gain, weight loss or running a marathon, you know, whatever it is, um, try to make sure you understand why you're doing them and try not to connect them to the scale or so that you can, you know, be the size four so that, you know, you look and, and present yourself in the way that you think society wants you to look that, you know, we want you to find your non-scale victories and to find those for yourself. Because when, when you set what your goal is and what your idea of success is, it becomes more fun to try to do it. And you give yourself more grace when you stumble and it gives you a lot more chances to celebrate. If all you want to celebrate is one number on the scale or one pants or dress size, and you don't hit it tomorrow and you don't hit it the next day and you don't hit it the next day. All that you're coming up against is failure, 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 failure. Absolutely. It's setting you up to fail. And that's, you know, at least a fraction of why diets don't work. Um, there's a lot of psychology that's just human psychology. It's the way we're designed and the way we react emotionally to things. If we're training ourselves to react emotionally to a number on a scale, um, and that's our only measure. It, it sets us up for failure and it does like weird shit to our heads, you know, like we just get messed up in our minds over it. And so having more things you can look forward to and celebrate is a great strategy. And as Mimi said, like, it's more fun. It's just more fun. Yeah. yeah. I, like, fun. I like clocking up wins instead of clocking in. Yeah. Clocking in failures. So we're going to have a list that you can download on our site. We'll have a link below that gives you some ideas of non-scale victories because most people aren't accustomed to thinking this way. You might be like, I just can't think of anything. I just want the scale number to change. So maybe we've given you some ideas already, but we'll have a download that gives you some, and we come up with some other things, like we said, that are just your own. And those are going to be the most powerful, but we're, we're going to have a sheet with more non-scale victory suggestions. Yeah. And but before we go, um, we want to make sure, you know, we've got a 
playlist on Spotify. And by we, I mean, it's the Her Genius um, playlist. And so as part of this podcast, each week, we're going to highlight a song from that playlist that captures the spirit of the episode. So as we were kind of scrolling through all the songs on there, the one that we were thinking about and that really kind of connected for us was Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. I'm sure you know this song. And if you can't think of it from the title, if you're like me, I have to be about, you know, 30 seconds into a song before I can recognize it. But there's there's one line in particular that I really love. And it's when she says, make a wish, take a chance, make a change and break away. And I just love that idea of breaking away like from others' expectations, from um trying to hit an ideal standard that's too hard, whatever it is that you need to break away from, go ahead, take a chance, make a change, and let's all start breaking away this week. Yeah, break away from diet culture and get healthy in your head again. Yeah, so um, check out the show notes below. We'll have a link to the um, non-scale victory guide that Lee was talking about um, to help you come up with some ideas, get your brain spinning that way. We'll have a link to the Her Genius playlist and all the other ways that you can connect with us. And really let's all join together on this mission of smashing diet culture and, and really paving a way for women to chase their dreams, you know, get some more cash in the bank, all of these beautiful things that we want for, for you that don't align with the success and standards that diet culture wants for us. Amen. <laughs> in the next podcast. there. Thank you so much for listening. In fact, if this resonated with you and you know someone else who needs to hear this, please share our episodes. We would just love that. We also would love it if you would follow, subscribe, and rate our channel because this lets us know you're actually there and it helps us show up in searches, which would be awesome. Please be a part of our community and mission to help as many women as possible free themselves from diet culture so that they can go beyond dieting.